Hey guys, before we dive into the show, I wanted to tell you about my new trailer music toolkit, which is 100% free and you can download it right now over at richardprin.com forward slash toolkit. This toolkit contains... Firstly, my perfect trailer cue blueprint. It also contains a handful of one-shot samples, like huge trailer hits, pings, plucks, brahms, booms, transitions, and downers. Perfect for beginners, pros, and everything in between. Okay, let's get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome to session number 39 of the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. One microphone and a Peterson Butthead card collection. Welcome to the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another session of the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. In this session, I wanted to deliver you a practical session. Um, And the wonderful thing about the podcast is you are lending me your ears and actually. These are our secret weapons. Well, a couple of our secret weapons anyway. Um, When it comes to developing our production skills as well as our compositional skills. And specifically, I'm talking about production. Now, a lot of the time when we work on demos and tracks, we get so deep in the track that we forget to actually listen at the sounds we are creating the reason I'm bringing this up is just because, you know, I'm hearing quite a lot of aspiring composers and even some uh, well-established composers kind of sending in tracks or sending out tracks where I think, guys, you can hear what I hear, right? Your writing is good, but you're letting yourself down with the samples. And and it's not always the quality of the samples. I'm not saying, oh, I'm not being a Spitfire snob. And I don't mean like people who work as Spitfire snobs. I mean like, because I blooming well love Spitfire and everything, everything they do. Uh, I'm saying maybe we should explore expressions in your string writing a little bit. I'm not going to do short strings today uh, because shorts and, veloc- and the link between velocity, uh, uh, you know, is is well established. Uh, what I'm going to go into this one is, is about giving a sense of growth and humanity to string pads, uh, specifically string legato string patches. So I've, you can't see it, but uh, I've loaded up my logic, my logic, logic, and I have loaded up my string legato uh, group, which is violin ones, violin twos, violas, violin cellos, and Double basses, contrabasses. So, two violins, viola, cellos, double bass. Now, a lot of you are probably sitting there going, yes, we know the strings in a string section. And I'm going, great, I'm glad you do. So rather than me play stuff in, um, because actually when I'm recording with ScreenFlow, there's so much lag, it's almost painful uh, to (laughs) listen to me trying to play. And you're probably thinking, go on, Rich. We know you love a bit of comedy, and I do, I do, right? I do love a bit of comedy. So what I'm doing is I'm just simply drawing in, oh, there we go, some notes. That's the business. Uh, you know, those of you who've listened to me enough know that I am quite a fan of... Um, of simplifying the process. So this is the first trick when writing for string parts. 
and in fact actually for brass and when you're working with multiple instruments within a section i often would do the part and do the modulation within that one region so at the moment let's say actually i'm not i'm not going to do it as a double bass i'm going to do it as a uh, second violin i'm only going to be second violin because that was what i used to play when i was uh, trying to play violin amongst a group of incredibly talented other musicians in an orchestra um me scrabbling at the back for seconds making everyone look bad and sound bad okay so here we go poor little seconds there i am playing terribly well actually that's really well played you know whoever played that hats off so i'm going to choose this chord sequence i'm not going to get fussy i'm going to go a minor g um and then f and then g yay uh, one of my favourite progressions for pianistic style writing. Um, Pretty up an octave. Now, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to extend that and make the chords last longer. Because I love a slow chord change. Now, the applications for this, guys, this session, are kind of... Uh, I'm thinking slow burn, I'm thinking epic orchestra, I'm thinking hybrid to an extent. Um, but what I'm going to be doing is, I've got these samples, they sound good. In fact, they sound great. Thank you, Spitfire, again. Um, uh, I feel like I should be getting like an affiliate income. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Uh, so, here we go. Second violins. As much as they sound beautiful, even the most uh, robotic of session players will try to add a little humanity to a part, no matter, you know, because I do do this, not to to be cruel, but because I forget to put as much expression into the notation as possible, um, usually out of uh, trying to do it as quick as possible. So what I'm going to be doing is, as much as they would be doing it with minimal, there would be some kind of swelling not like that, guys. Um, some kind of swelling in the volume of the cue. So what I'm doing at the moment is I'm just drawing in dots at the beginning of each note. So I've got a dot. That, oh, now, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about s- the swells. So uh, this is one of my favourite tricks to do, which is that actually you start from nothing, swell into the next chord. And then you go back to nothing. Immediately, that sounds beautiful and lyrical and delicious. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that down to the cellos and the double basses. And I'm going to chuck that because that's the root movement that I want. Business. There we go. So here we go. Let's have a listen with the, the cellos. They're all playing the same notes. I'm not doing any complicated harmonies or any harmonies for that matter, really, unless you count an octave. That's just lovely. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put, uh, I'm going to go to the violas and do the classic, right? Okay, so you've got 
the cellos and the double basses usually playing in um, parallel octaves, which, you know, many years ago would have been frowned upon uh, <coughs> in your writing, that is. Um, and we're going, to, we're going to the violas. What do we do with the violas, Rich? Well, we say, it's up to you. I like to throw them in as the fifth because I'm a guitar player uh, and I love having an octave, uh, fifth octave going on. Um, or at least just basically parallel fifths because they sound fat with a pH. So let's move this up to E. There we go. Okay, so this, you can already hear just that very, very simple act. I save myself the time by just, I'm just copying regions, basically. Uh, I save myself the time. And if I can be bothered, I will upload this onto the, the Trading Music School YouTube channel as well, which eventually I will be doing when I do these ones, because it's a lot more helpful for you to, I'm sure, look. But listening to it. Now, as you're just listening to it and you're not actually seeing what I'm doing, I'm sure you're thinking, oh, I don't like how much that's swelling in. And I agree with you. I think it swells too much at this stage in the track. But what I'm trying to get you to draw your attention to is the very simple act of mucking around with modulation and your string lines. So at the moment, everything's moving. Everything's moving in unison. So we've got A minor, G, F, G, right? So we could technically... I'm going to go up to the second violins now and say... Chaps, you've been promoted to the third. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the second violins to play the third. So C, which is the third of A minor. B, the third of G. And then C, which is the fifth of F. Cheeky, I know. And then B, which is the third of G. So now we have a different movement. Contrary movements going on. And then what we can do, this is where it's going to start to get pretty crazy is we can take to the take take to the skies what is this poor patrol uh i'm going to give it to the first violin so i'm going to give them some contrary movement but we're still dealing with similar things so contrary moving move, means moving in opposite directions so a moment everything's going down down up so what i'm going to do is i'm going to move it up and then we get this progression now have a listen Yes, right now I'm going to tame these cellos. They are, they are being way too bombastic. Now the other thing, uh, I, this is the thing, right? It's, it's all about listening. Now for me, this reminds me of Ben Hur. You know, imagine some lovely singing going at the top. You can hear the movement. The change of movement is really bringing life to what I have written. Uh, so we could go one step further and change mics. The moment my violas are um, doing their uh, fifth business all over the place. So let's, let's actually um, add in some suspensions or extended chords. So I'm extending out the fifth, the E, 
um, into the second chord. Basic meaning that the chord isn't going to change. See that? The chord doesn't change until the second bar, and then all of a sudden you get these new tensions arising, but they're just subtle because of the modulation. Yeah, that one didn't work quite so well. Um, <laughs> let's just... Uh, where was I? Violas. Mew! It was that, because it was a, a, a C. If all of them... I was getting some kind of suspension going on there, so what would I do there instead? Do -do. There we go. Oh yes, that waft of another chord coming. So now I'm also going to put the group into a factory default. Yes, that's right, reverb. Can you hear the difference? Because of the modulation and because of that little reverb, all of a sudden, this, the quality of the samples has all leapt out. And the quality was good anyway. But you can, you can do this with even the worst samples. Again, not the worst, because they probably don't have, you know, modulation going on. Uh, but you can do that with uh, automating the volume on the tracks, on the, on the tracks themselves. And the thing is... Because of the string writing, I didn't really fuss about fuss about the um, the the chord progression I was using, did I? I was just like, yes, that one, because it's awesome. See, this is making me feel a bit weepy. Uh, so I'm actually going to extend this chord progression. I'm going to the first violins right now, and I'm going to give them a descending line, which goes from E to D to C, to B. Oh, oh yes. And then I'm going to go into the violas. And at the moment they've got, they've got this lovely kind of hang, hanging E over the um, G chord. I could... Yeah. No, I'm going to leave that. And violin cellos. Shall we be a bit cheeky down here too? I think so. Let's try it. Let's try giving the, the, the cellos that ascending line, which means they're going up rather than doing the root. Let's have a listen to it. They've got the A, and then they do a... Ooh. I know it's difficult to bother doing modulation because honest, sometimes I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I don't like, no one's going to tell because there's going to be so much noise. But if you're doing slow burn or you're doing sort of emotional, emotional orchestral stuff, listen to that. I'm not 
tooting my own trumpet. I'm just saying the difference it makes is phenomenal. Uh, when you just pay that little bit of attention to your um, expression and and your voicings. Uh, and you don't have to be crazy about them. You can just be like, well, perhaps I'll try this. And now... Let's try. I'm just going to chuck in a cheeky little uh, short string line. Might be too fast. <laughs> Definitely too fast. That's the problem with talking whilst doing something is you kind of don't really pay attention to the thing you're actually doing. Um, there we go. That should do. That should do the trick. <laughs> I don't know how fast this is supposed to be. This is outrageously fast. Let's let's half speed again. So I love that MIDI transforming logic, being able to half speed the MIDI. Okay. Um, <clears throat> sorry, this is a terrible example of what I'm trying to prove. Oh, oh, that's why. So I was having trouble with my pencil tool. Um, you know, the one that draws stuff. Just bear with me a second, chaps. I'm just drawing in a short line to go over the top of this thing just to give it a little bit of, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, remember your ranges, remember your ranges. Because then I'm in F, so I can do an A and a C. So, what we've got here is the start of something beautiful and simple. And you know, I talk about this, I, so, I mean, in my courses, I'm always talking about this, but like painting a picture and trying to be unique uh, and trying to be sincere, you know, and for, for me, like the simplistic beauty of that is just lovely. Um, and this is, this is kind of like teaser trailer, you know, final trailer, emotional, everything's going terribly, terribly wrong. And that is really important to be able to master that. So let's go this one. That's the business. So I'm actually going to play something in. Here it comes. There we go. Let's just turn it. Touch. Okay, so let's have a listen to this. Now, the focus of this little workshop was to get you guys thinking about modulation and expression and the players themselves and the way they're playing and how you can use our simple chord structures to communicate something more, something greater. And then we said, well, how about this? How about we chuck it in some reverb? There's nothing special. It was Logic's um, Space Designer default setting, which is actually pretty good, to be fair. Um, and then I just chucked in some 
sort of predictable shorts. And I don't mean like Bermuda shorts, I mean predictable staccato. Yeah, kind of sounds more like spiccato. Here we go. Let's go. Let's have a listen. That's a first act. Yes. So the way I would take this to become another cue in and of itself is I would take that chord pattern and just balloon well loop it, but I would make those swells bigger. And then I would bring in the woods and the brass and the choirs, and they would all swell together like this crashing waves. And underneath that would be the short strings, underpinning this kind of drive. And then the percussion would come in with their big sort of timpani taiko rolls to splash, splash and splosh. But I didn't get my, um, what we say over here in, in old England, I didn't get my knickers in a twist. I, uh, I didn't get my uh, panties in a bundle about my chord progression. I didn't think to myself, well, what chords am I going to use? Just just use a progression. And try your best to make it sincerely something that you'll enjoy listening to and excites you. And one shortcut to doing that is modulation and reverb. Oh, yes. Now, you you, you know how much I love reverb, so I won't go on about that too much. But modulation... It's one of the easiest things you can do. It's it's kind of like uh, mucking around with the velocities on your on your um, percussive parts. It can make a relatively dull sounding part sound beautiful. Take the time to do that modulation. Now, I feel like I should just maybe just talk over this bit and have a little bit of a cry. But what I would like you to do is go and practice this simple chord progression. Five plot, five parts. Because when a composer needs to bring out the emotions, he needs to make sure that his strings are swelling appropriately. Right, thanks for listening to this rambling <laughs> rumbling, uh, rumbling, rumbling tutorial on modulation. Uh, but it's so, 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 so important. And I do not hear it enough. Enough! Because if you were asked to write for strings and then take it to a bunch of players to string, play, <laughs> to play. Sounds like I'm drunk. I'm really not. Maybe just tired. Uh, the different, you would get so much more out of them if you wrote the expression and you gave them the expression. So there we go, guys. Have some fun with your mod wheel um, or your pencil in Logic or whatever Dora is you use. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this. I so very, very appreciate your time and your ears. Um, and of course, if you want to learn more about Trailer Music, go on to the Trailer Music School. And if you want to uh, kickstart your career 
in trailer music, head on over to protege.school, um, where Vikram Gooden and I have teamed up to create uh, something incredibly special. Anyway, you guys are legends. Uh, have a good week, and I will speak to you in some form or another next week. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I have something really, really exciting to offer you. I've put all 12 of my trailer music courses into a bundle called the Ultimate Trailer Music Bundle. And I've put it on for a very, very special offer. Head on over to richardprin.com forward slash trailer music bundle to get your hands on this awesome deal.